Greetings, Spaceburgers, and welcome to the Space Cave. I'm David Huntsberger, and we're back, hopefully. We'll keep trying to keep, uh, keep trying to keep on track and on schedule to do a number of weeks in a row. I can't promise that there aren't going to be some lapses or gaps, but I'm going to do my best. I miss doing the show. I always remember when I'm chatting with people how much I do enjoy it. I hope you like it as well, and if you do... Uh, tell a friend, or you can join the Patreon, where I did manage to put out a few episodes or updates throughout the pandemic to people who subscribe to that. So if you like little things like that, meaning uh, just a solo update from me or some behind-the-scenes things or making of things I'm working on, things like that, the Patreon's a great way to um, have access to that. Okay, let's get to it. This is uh, Dave Farina from Professor Dave Explains. He has a new book out we'll talk about at the end called This Is Wi-Fi Organic. He's great, really um, valuable voice, I would say, in science communication. And again, the channel is Professor Dave Explains on YouTube. Musician, uh, overall interesting fellow. I hope you like it. One day I'll have enough money to have a person who it's their job just to make sure everything goes right technologically in my life. And they'll get paid to do that, and yeah. I'll never have to think about it. I'll go to my grave not figuring out any of this stuff. <laughs> I don't care. Someone told me Werner <laughs> Herzog has, he's like designed his life so that, or maybe it's Boz Lerman. I think it's Boz Lerman has mm-hmm. designed his life so that like zero of the headaches you just described come into play. It's always like yeah. people open doors for him, people drive cars, people cook meals. He can only just be creative. And on some level, you'd yeah. feel like that oh, removes that would you. Be life. It would and it wouldn't, because I feel like you need some attachment, wouldn't you say, like, so that you can relate if you're creating art. You need to kind of relate to who you're talking to. If you're creating stuff, you're like, you, especially in stand up, you're like, yeah. you know what it's like not having any worries. People are like, well, no, I have tons of worries. Oh. Well, for stand-up, it's different. Yeah, stand-up, you want to you wanna relate, obviously. When you're creating really weird abstract art, like what I would want to do with music and film and stuff like that, no, I don't need to relate to anybody. I need to live in my weirdo yeah. headspace, and I would love to have somebody to do I mean, I don't need anybody to open doors for me, but just like I really hope to somehow soon be in a place where I can have like a personal assistant that just every annoying nuisance of a task in my life i don't have to do it i have somebody that does that for me every little stupid errand or like oh i can't figure out why the dmv is blah 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 just you take care of it (laughs) yeah i don't want to do it yeah that's so enviable uh of a position when people are in it or have that uh a friend of mine did that well before she was in a position to really, like, you know, I would tell people like, oh, so her assistant. And they'd be like, she has an assistant? <laughs> How, like, she lives in a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. She really did like yeah. live in a loft at the time. And I was like, wow. she just kind of was at a, a place in comedy where it wasn't crazy for someone to be like, yeah, yeah, I just want to be like at those venues mm-hmm. and around doing those things. So, okay, well, take my mail to the post office for me and then you can come sit in the right. green room. That kind of crap. Okay, okay. So maybe it's more attainable than you think. You just have to like put the word out. If you put an, a Craigslist ad that said, yeah. would you like to be my assistant? Someone might be like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Or or just like do like a community tab post on my YouTube channel for some super fan. Be like, I'll pay you $5 an hour. <laughs> be like, I'll do it. Yeah, I so. really think you would get a, a taker. And a part of it, I think, is because um, <clears throat> you and I were talking about right as we started the frustration with there's only so many inputs or uh settings you can have to record through zoom 
throughout this pandemic, and yet every podcast or thing that you do has some different setup, and they all react mm-hmm. differently. Maybe your computer needs to be restarted or whatever it is where you're like, I don't get it. Two days ago, this worked perfectly. Now, because I switched it and I switched back, it's not working. And then you were like, oh, dude, I, I want to live without that. And yes. <clears throat> someone hearing that would go, please let me help you. It's so easy. I'm so frustrated to hear that it's caused you any anxiety or setback in life. <laughs> it's so easy. And I, I yeah. think we discount that sometimes that for sometimes people don't want to help. It just drives them crazy. that You're incapable of doing it on your own. You know, they're like, eh, sure. you don't have to pay me. Just it's bothering me that you can't figure this out. Right. Cause I would let have me, that. Let me serve that purpose. Yeah. Let me fix I, that. Yeah, if anyone's out there and wants to help, I could use it. Yeah. <laughs> well, how are you, buddy? It's good to see you, and uh, congratulations on the book. I know it's been out a bit. Thank sorry, you. Sorry it took yeah. me a, a while to get back to doing this, but uh, no worries, yeah. hopefully back on track now. But tell me more mm-hmm. about, about the book. And, uh, and uh, before we get into that, maybe, are you at a place now where you're going like, oh, those last 18 months were weird, or are you still kind of in it? Like, I feel like everyone's at a different place where like, oh, that thing's behind us, and other people are like, oh, it's very much still yeah. happening. <clears throat> it still feels like it's happening with the Delta and stuff, and then like, I mean, we each have a young child, so like that's a problem because you know, I think they're going to be able to vaccinate above a certain age, but not our kids, you know what I mean? So there's still a risk and like, we're trying to have another kid and like, it's just, there's, there's a lot of high risk stuff going on and we don't know what's going on with new variants and things. So, I mean, it's not as bad as it was a year ago, but I don't, yeah, I don't feel out of it. Um, so, I mean, luckily I don't really have much to complain about. COVID has been very good to me in terms of like, I, you know, <laughs> like I didn't take a hit financially on the contrary. Uh, people watched a lot of YouTube uh, <laughs> during <laughs> lockdown. So I actually did quite well. Um, everything's been going real well in every other area of my life. It's just that, yeah, it's, it's starting to take a toll in terms of, you know, uh, hinders travel and like plans, you know, big plans that you want to make. And, you know, my family doesn't really get to see my kid very much because they don't live around here. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm, I'm really tired of it, but I know that almost everyone else has it harder than me. So (laughs) I'm not going to complain. Yeah. I think that's well put. Although, sorry, I keep clearing my throat. I've got the plague, I guess. Uh, I think everyone settled into that thing at some point of saying like, oh, I can't complain. Everyone else has it worse. Because you could kind of, if someone's single, that's challenging. You know, dating's really yeah. difficult during COVID. If someone has a bunch of kids or young kids that are in school, that's challenging. You know, obviously. Yeah, they got to homeschool and work from home. All this crap. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, that's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it's a little bit too selfless to say that like your situation isn't challenging or it doesn't warrant like feeling yeah it's exhausting yeah for people to not come it's frustrating yeah it's frustrating and it's it i think it creates like you were talking about that weird kind of limbo feeling of like well this isn't so bad this isn't so but you're when you're with a like a youngster like a toddler all day that is taxing it's like driving 10 hours every day you, yeah you just have to kind of have your mind engaged all the time but also you know, driving is not the hardest thing, but if you make a little mistake, you could crash. So you're always kind sure, of engaged. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, well, not fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know how you would put it. I, I definitely in my relationship, the division of labor has been firmly, uh, uh, in the direction of, I make the money. So, uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, I definitely don't, I've never had a single like 10 hour day with the kid. I definitely spend time with him every day, but you know, I'm very busy and I do do what I do. And then uh, we also luckily can afford a nanny. So it's not like the Susan is with is with the kid like all day long every day. Um, but she definitely does the vast majority of the child care. So um, that's how that's how we've divided it. But um, yeah. Nice, dude. OK, well, it's are you guys 50 uh, 50 <clears throat> it or how, yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're pretty even split. And so but we don't have mm-hmm. a nanny and we don't we don't do daycare just because of still, you know, just that risk unvaccinated. And I don't know how well other people are doing as far as you see kids with sniffles or whatnot. And you're like, Oh, I don't like the look of this kid. (laughs) What's this all about? I usually don't like the look of most kids, but (laughs) it's a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll see a kid at the park behaving a certain way. I'm like, do not pick up on that. That's, that's awful behavior. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they can. The whole new world. 
Yeah, it's it's being weird. Being around kids and seeing what they're all doing and <laughs> you can you can very quick, I haven't either and I never paid yeah. that close of attention to like projecting ahead. You see a little kid and their behaviors and like, "Oh, I know you when you're 20. I've already seen right. you. This version of you and I didn't care right. for it." You know, you can just see like, yeah. "I know who you're going to become. You skip out on the tab all the time." Or yeah. whatever it is, just some little thing like, "It's already in there, kid." It's so weird to start to see little kids as adults and also see adults as little kids, kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, when someone's acting in a particularly immature way or, you know, whatever it is, just you you start to see people as people kind of unstuck in time. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. It's useful. It's, it is bizarre, but I would say useful just in that, like, I don't know, when you're trying to navigate what it is to be a human on this planet experiencing whatever this is i guess it's helpful to have that frame of reference too that the nature nurture element comes into focus a little more sometimes and or just mm-hmm. that like you i find that maybe you cut people a little more slack because you're like ah you, you had an uphill uphill battle you yeah know, those genetics plus that setting that that's gonna be rough for you no matter what <laughs> yeah maybe a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah um i mean doing a Professor Dave, you know, YouTube and throughout when science was under attack and or flat out ignored or Mm -hmm. like I had recently a relative send me an article. They took a snapshot of a friend of theirs commenting on an article and NASA had done this thing where they took a photograph of the heartland and during its peak in the corn season, the... I think it was phosphorescence. So when it's producing a ton of oxygen was like infrared glowing and producing like 40% or maybe 40% more than the Amazon on average produces. I don't know how this was skewed as far as like the average of the Amazon per day. And then here is this little like condensed isolated part of the corn crop when it's maxed out. But whatever, it was showing that, like, man, corn crops produce a ton of oxygen. So NASA just posts that. Here's the thing we found. They are just scientists up doing science and saying, here's a finding. The screenshot that I saw was a friend of a relative saying, they went up there thinking they were going to prove global warming. And instead, and I was just so frustrated, like, that is not yeah. what science is ever setting out to do, ever. The reason they shared these results is because they just were doing some science, and you can take them, but then in a week or two from now, if they post something that is contrary to what you like or, or want to believe, you have to share that one too. You have to go, ah, damn, that same group that I was sharing and trusting now shared this. And so, of course, I go back through this friend of a relative's page and not too far down is a bunch of like anti-vax i'll trust my immune system stuff i was like oh sure like everyone's just cherry picking the science they want throughout this and going like see here and uh how how have you been throughout this combating that staying rational staying reasonable trying to just offer some insight without getting too uh frustrated with it it's pretty insane i mean um i try to play the role of the science communicator as, as I ought to. And I try to, I mean, the vast majority of my content, as you know, is pretty just like academically aligned, just tutorials on subjects. But, you know, since I saw you last, I've, I've pretty heavily ramped up the debunking uh, efforts. So, <laughs> Well, last um, time we were talking flat earth stuff, and I think you were really getting a kick right. out of like riling up that community and also presenting, yeah. you know, some logical uh, critiques of their thought. Yes, so that's what got me into the debunking, and I and I thoroughly eviscerated the. I you know I think I I, I almost single handedly uh, eviscerated that entire incarnation of that movement. Um, I really really stuck it to them. I you know I I definitely think I'm I am flat Earth enemy number one as far as <laughs> anybody on YouTube is concerned. But um, but you know obviously you're going to get tired of that pretty quickly because it's just so ridiculous. So I moved on to other things. Um, and, uh, you know, like alternative cosmologies and then some different kind of con men and young earth creationism. And, uh, you know, I did, I, I, you know, with, with, with COVID misinformation and vaccines and stuff, I did do like a video addressing some things I'd heard about COVID. I did a video that was sort of my little half hour 
piece on vaccines addressing all of the misinformation I've heard about vaccines. Like, okay, Andrew Wakefield, this guy's a con man. Like this other guy, these, these are, you know, these are con men. They're lying. This is how I'm proving to you. They're lying and all these things. And of course you can't hit everything because everybody's got their, I mean, there's just so many people lying on the internet and so many people gobbling up and, and regurgitating all these lies. But yeah, I mean, it's it's not enough to just put out a video going like, here's how vaccines work. You have to go, here's all these things you heard and believe and are repeating. Here's why they're wrong. Here's for sure why they're wrong. And you, you can't do much more than that, unfortunately. And you're not going to have a very high batting average with those people. Maybe 5 to 10% will go, all right. I see what you're saying. I understand. I read something. I see now that that is a lie and I'm going to maybe, you know, rethink how I approach this sort of information. But, you know, the vast majority of them are just going to double down on their identity and their anti-establishment identity, you know, the w which is really the main problem. That's why it's so easy to ensnare these kinds of people. If you have a blanket anti-establishment bias, all you have to do is go, look at what the government did or look at what big pharma did and they'll eat up anything you say any lie any lie you give them they'll just <laughs> believe it at face value so um it's a big uphill battle but that's yeah that's that's a big part i think moving forward of my role what i want to do the service i want to provide and uh so i'm gonna keep doing it <laughs> <laughs> nice well mm -hmm. you know i have a um a vested interest just because we're friends and that like, I want yours to do well. And I want people to go to professor Dave explains because I trust what you do. I like what you do, but also I'm probably, there's some partisanship there. There's some bias and <clears throat> this is probably too broad. I don't know if I'll connect all these things, but maybe going back to like one, I just kind of want to live out in the middle of nowhere and not be bothered. Not, and then Maybe on occasion here, like, hey, did you hear they found alien life? And I go, oh, okay. And then back to like hoeing some weeds out of my garden and just be like, oh, I, know, <laughs> I know that now. But if you're mm -hmm. in it, if you're in the system and you're like trying to know all the stuff and you're, you know, all the minerals that are in this groundwater that are caused by this spill from this long ago, and you just have a vast knowledge of every little thing, the minutia of arguing this, this couldn't be because of this, this is because of this. You're, I find a thing that's very common in news organizations now is they'll show up and they'll go, isn't it time we had news for all of us? And then they become Newsmax or they become like One Nation or one of these things is like, yeah. wow, that, that seems really dangerous. You guys are getting sued for libel pretty consistently and things like that. You're, mm -hmm. you, you're, you're advertising or marketing that, oh, we're, we're for everyone. We want everyone to just come here. And if you and I found something – that was just, we could boil it down to like, this is the absolute baseline. This is a person saying, hi, here's what we found today. And there's no sensationalism or whatever. But that might not sell so well. You kind of have to get in there and not. fight them. You know, you kind of have to it win. It did not. That's why we don't have that anymore. <laughs> and you see these, but. like going back to kids on the playground, if you saw a kid find a fake apple or something is made of wax and he goes over to another kid and says oh this is an apple i'll sell it to you for a penny or that stick the other kid goes here have the stick sweet i got an apple the other kid mm. might really love how that feels and now the seed is planted and for a lifetime they maybe they're a sociopath or maybe they just feel like this ultimate troll feeling toward humanity where they're like it's all nonsense it's all entertainment I am going to tell them all this crazy shit about vaccines because it's up to them to discern what's truth and I'm going to make a ton of money and I'm going to just be this kind of troll character because I think it's fun. I, I log off and I go outside and I laugh with my friends like, yeah, I just got everyone believing that they should take horse paste and jam it in their mouth. So like... Yeah, I mean, I don't think that that's that common. I think what's very common is the people who who fabricate the stories. They're driven by greed, obviously, um, and so ac acquisition of wealth. I mean, I think greed is behind all of our major problems. And then I think the majority of the people that 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 uh, that regurgitate the the stories are doing so uh, ignorantly. Right? They're they're just propagating the lie not knowing that, that it's a library because when you, when there these people who are pushed these narratives, 
they're trying to connect on a personal level. So like just what, what you just said, right, about the news, like wouldn't it be great? Like all of these news, they're all lying. Don't you want the truth? Well, we're the truth news org. And in fact, anytime you see a YouTube channel or a YouTube handle with the word truth in it, <laughs> invariably they are completely full of shit yeah. without exception. Anybody with truth in their handle, whether it's a channel, person, whatever, completely full of shit. But um, it's just... People have, you know, the internet's been around for 25 years now, and people have gotten really, really, really good at figuring out how to use it to trick people. And that's most of what the internet is now, <laughs> is just people throwing out these narratives to connect on a personal level so that people will identify with something on some, like, primal level, incorporate it into their identity, and then just they've been ensnared and they will, you know, watch and believe they will believe implicitly whatever you tell them about Biden or Trump or whatever it is and vaccines and this and that. And they just, nobody has the capacity to discern for themselves. Uh, and for some things that's their bad because it's stuff that everybody should know. And for some things it's not so much their bad because it's really complicated. And how can you know these things unless you are a scientist and you know, we shouldn't have to all be scientists. That's not fair. Um, but we should all have a very basic rudimentary understanding of certain principles and, and be be able to utilize critical thinking and be able to like look at something and go, all right, well, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I you may have this motive. And, you know, just people don't exercise that way of thinking uh, almost at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what's gotten us into this mess. Yeah. It's weird to see people with means fall into some of these things, not only being like victim of them, but then perpetuating them, meaning like the anti this or that or things that are just outwardly unsafe or less safe. You know, like how, how on earth could you justify not wearing a mask into like a room full of senior citizens. Well, because the, da, 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 and they'd have some whole thing they've read. And actually you're, right. you're making the vaccine or the, making the virus stronger by breathing into the mask or they'd have some weird thing. And I'll look in my neighborhood where people, you know, it's a meager group. Some people, you know, pushing a, a cart full of things and, and looking like they, you know, they are, struggling and and when you and i say like oh we're, we're fortunate you know it could be a lot worse on one hand we brought up like people with kids or people who are single but really it's people like this pushing a cart who are either on the street or just about to be barely getting by it it was yeah. immeasurably difficult for them a lot of times in masks i would say 90 percent of the time in masks so that information got distilled down to them. They didn't, maybe they had a crazy relative or they didn't, but somehow the word got to them in a way that they went, okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. And that, I feel fortunate there that, you know, cause you would think that might be a group that would be because society has already neglected them. They'd be like the easiest target. Sure. And easiest way. Well, if they're not dumb, they know that they're the highest risk and they have no chance at healthcare and things like that. So they will try to protect themselves because, uh, I mean, the mask protects you also. I mean, it's it's probably more about not not spreading anything, but, um, you know, there's an element of protection there as well. But, yeah, I mean, it's just <clears throat> being in this world, in this kind of area a lot, it's very interesting because you can identify so many tiers, mm -hmm. so many tiers of science denial because – there are people, you know, for there, you know, up here, there's kind of the people that are like, oh, uh, I read that there's graphene oxide in the vaccine. So that's true. And uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but that guy said it. And uh, and that's what I've decided is the truth. And so that's the truth. And I was like, oh, no, there's not. Somebody lied to you and you believe them. There's that's not in the vaccine. So I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and then you go down and there's like, you know, the people that are that are like, um, uh, there's, I mean, at the very bottom, there's the people that literally are like viruses are not real. That's not yeah. a thing that <laughs> <Yeah>. exists. <laughs> and it's just like, how do you even get some kind of a common ground to have a conversation with, <laughs> with that kind of a person? Um, it's just so insane. Uh, and that's, that's where you start to really, you know, beat your head against the wall where it's like, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's on par with the flat earth 
stuff. It's like we can't even agree on the basic nature of the world around us. Okay, yes, I get like, all right, what is that pharmaceutical company doing? What's their motivation? All right, well, let's talk about that. That's a little that's complicated. Let's talk about these more complicated issues. But can we please at least agree that viruses exist and that they cause diseases? Yeah, you know, <laughs> like we're not talking about is COVID like I'll, I'll entertain like the the lab came from a lab and stuff. Okay, well there's something to talk about there, you know. But uh, that it's not that it's not real. <laughs> yeah, COVID is a hoax. You know, come on, man. Like, geez, like how do you like how, how could such a thing be? How could flat Earth be the hoax of flat Earth? Be how could the COVID hoax be how could so many like a billion people be in on a hoax it doesn't make sense snap out of it <laughs> there are no <laughs> lizard people just like can we please just be vaguely in the same area can we be in the same stadium of reality at least you know i think it's sometimes crazy. when i expect to find like the things you're talking about that would make it make sense to me a little more i i saw uh someone had posted and I just happened to be scrolling through, or it was maybe it was a screenshot or something. I don't remember, but it was, I noticed this comment off to the side that was like, the grammar was good. It was articulated well, but it was mm-hmm. explaining how heartless ballers were, which is, I'm sure you're aware of the kind of the slang term for people who believe in a round earth. So yep. ballers. Globe heads, ballers. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of. So they were saying, you know, ballers, when they are met with something they don't like, can tend to lash out or be angry. or And, and they would launch into all these philosophical, uh, like, ways of thinking or um, ideologies and things like that, that you know, this person is not without some level of information they're processing it in a way that i can't get my head around but they don't seem like mm-hmm. someone you would sit down with and they'd be like jamming a fork in their eye and or like uh, i don't even know what's going on here like oh here you go kiddo it's a right. it's a pop can you just there you go yeah you know yeah like most flat earthers like cannot string together a co- coherent sentence and ev- every other word is misspelled and they have no idea how punctuation works and they use a ton of emojis and stuff. That's 90% of flat earthers, 99% honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you do once in a while get one that like, all right, you're able to like use the, the use language properly. So your brain is like functional. Uh, how did you fall into this? <laughs> I would like to know. And invariably it's, um, it's 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 the narrative and the anti-establishment uh you know the the i want to be the neo in the matrix uh yeah. kind of a kind of a vibe and uh you know it's <laughs> it's very unfortunate to watch watch somebody literally describe themselves outwardly to to, to others you know what i mean they're like oh you just you don't look at any evidence it's like you don't what come on man what evidence what evidence <laughs> is there for a flat earth other than uh uh, look flat. Look kind of flat. <laughs> I was in an airplane. That's literally the best evidence. <laughs> I held up a, a ruler. Pretty kind of flat. Yeah, <laughs> looks pretty flat with my eyeballs. <laughs> looks flat. So you know, that's about it. That's literally all they've got. <laughs> I've lately um, been thinking about it from the perspective of one how it's always been going on, but we have these touchstone things that are monumental. It just in uh, the, the history of the United States. I think about the term abolitionist, and I wonder how that was received back then. Oh, abolitionists. They can't be anti-slaves. Oh. They're abolitionists. <laughs> there was like there would be argument about this sort of that thing. And but the people on the side of we should definitely not have slavery must I mean, imagine just your hair being torn out year after right. year. It wasn't like they went, This is a bad idea and switch this was like decades of going, Come sure. on, what are we doing? And I have a relative who, if I'm guessing, still has not gotten the vaccine because I just don't like how politicized it was right off the bat. And I'd say, okay, yeah, yeah, it was politicized, but so was slavery and anti-slavery. You can look at it from afar and say, oh, boy, imagine imagine using that as your excuse for years of it going by like, I just I can't pick a dog in that fight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to politicize. Slavery is so politicized. I can't decide if humans should be property because it's so politicized. It's COVID. It's a global issue. How can a global issue not be politicized? Because there are political institutions that govern the world and have all the people <laughs> in it. 
I just, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think it's, as a science educator, there is a world where people are rational and well-educated and with the internet and this vast opportunity we have to educate, like they did this thing in India where they just, there's a hole in a brick wall, set up a laptop and kids could come by. They didn't give them any instructions. They could just mess around with the computer and eventually they found their mm-hmm. way onto the internet and could start playing games and stuff just by groups of kids going, try that one. No, hit that. You know, use the up arrow. Mm-hmm. There, there's a world where we can educate even our most impoverished. Do you feel like that exists and that's what you're striving for? Or do you think some of the people that love putting this misinformation out there have, have had that hope and lost it and they're now like a comic book villain where they're like, I'm just going to make it all burn. No, those people have always been that way. Uh, I mean, I, I think I, I definitely uh, ha- hope for uh, I, uh, educating the uh, the you know the the underdeveloped world is a huge goal, and I'm very happy that um, that my channel helps to do that. I get a lot of viewership in, in under underdeveloped nations, and I think that as uh, you know, there's billions of people coming online uh, recently and over the next decade or so because there's a lot of parts of the world that. Are, don't have the internet yet or are just getting the internet they've just recently acquired internet internet access so i get a lot of comments and a lot of emails that are like wow like i don't have textbooks we don't have good teachers we don't ha- like i watch your tutorials that's how i learn this stuff you know mm-hmm. um and i think that when enough of when enough of those populations kind of get on the grid it might start to tip the balance in another direction because these people that are living in these countries what do they want to do they want to industrialize and they want to you know get out of the conditions that they're in whether by improving where they are or going somewhere else and how are you going to do that knowledge and what kind of knowledge will help you real knowledge the real knowledge that actually has technological application that you can build things with and stuff like that that's the that's the great thing about science is you know you can tell the science that's real from the science that's not real because the one that's real actually works and it describes the world around us and you can do things with it and so i think there'll be a voice for reason as 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 they kind of get pulled out so i to answer your question i definitely do see a world i can envision a world where the internet is a source of information and people learn things and everybody's kind of trying to figure stuff out and move towards some semblance of utopia uh, and I think that that would be possible if there weren't these bad seeds that were omnipresent on the internet that are just throwing misinformation out there and screwing everything up. If those people weren't there, I think we'd be closer, much, much closer to to achieving what we want to achieve as a species. So I don't really know how to uh, – I mean – it's weird because like, I think that a solution could be like really, really uh, strictly policing content and like having, having really strong uh, uh, consequences for lying on the internet and things like that. But then we're like dipping towards a more authoritarian situation. And then like, what if that attitude begins, but then it gets in the wrong hands and they start silencing uh, whistleblowers and, 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 and people, you know, it's just like, uh, like human greed is, it will be the death of us. That's, it's the only problem. If that problem were solved, everything else would kind of sort itself out. <laughs> just people who want to control and own things and others and just amass more wealth and power than any human ought to have. Yeah. Um, that's really all there is to it. <laughs> yeah. Would you feel weird because of the things you just stated? Like, say the gates did come down and <laughs> all these channels start disappearing and you kind of figuratively look around and like, oh, I'm, I'm in. I mean, I, I didn't get axed out of here. I get, mm-hmm. you, would you, you probably in the back of your mind start thinking like these overlords have deemed me worthy of being here. I got to go through my catalog and like, what does that say about me? Would you be worried that like, have I been towing some line in your head looking forward? You'd say, no, I did it right. I've abided by science. I've done this with the guidelines that I'm I feel comfortable with. However, if you were just in there and everyone had been chopped out, everyone with like truth in their name, mm-hmm. it might feel a little weird to be like, oh, I got, the, I got the thumbs up from the overlords. Well, the only reason it would feel weird is because I know immediately what the public reaction would be. And it's, oh, they're trying to silence the, the truth tellers. Right. You know? 
Um, maybe in a generation's time that would sort of dissipate and you wouldn't have that attitude anymore. But the immediate reaction would be, oh, the yeah, the, the evil overlords are trying to stop all of the people from telling the truth. Um, Imagine if you were like an that's 18. Absolutely what would happen. <laughs> you're yeah. like an 1880s run out of mining camps from Montana to California. I mean, California's barely going then, but probably some mining happening there. And you're showing up with your snake oil tent and you have to scrabble across hard ground and whip on these mm-hmm. mules and they barely lose some livestock and you get your goods and you sell the stupid snake oil. And the next time you try to come around, they, they're shooting guns at you and they've got like yeah. a lynch mob. And they're like, you piece of shit. Right. You killed my grandpa. And then, but right. you get to leave. You go, you're like, ooh, let's go to New Mexico and you head out. And then years later in your deathbed, you tell your grandson, never give up the snake oil. And then what a golden age for snake oil these days. You don't have to scrabble across the ground and no one's shutting you down. You don't got to want it to time it. Not at all. You're, you can <laughs> service the world. <laughs> Look, I'm from a it's, proud snake oil family. My grandfather, right. yeah, rough. I mean, it's just, you. you st- I, I sometimes begin to lose my mind a little bit because I, I, I have to like take. I think that's why I haven't become strictly a debunking channel. Is like for my own sanity, I need to be doing just like, like right now. I'm making zoology content. It's like here's about animals. Like it's just <laughs> it's so innocuous and it's just non-controversial. It's just really basic and in- scientific information for those who want to learn about this stuff. Um, but it like I just feel this this call to do uh, call to duty, you know, like I, I like I do this really well and I need to be doing this because who else is going to do it? Like there are so many people that I debunk that no one else has tried has done it. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's this like creationist chemist that I had a tiff with who nobody had been challenging him or these like alternate cosmology people that just like there are so few people are putting out content explaining why they're wrong and liars. (laughs) And so it's like, I have to do it. I have to do it. But if I'm in that world all the time, I've just, I I admit I've grown, I was already fairly cynical. Now I'm quite, I'm more so. And, um, and I've become a lot more, uh, Kurt with, uh, commenters. Um, I, I used to kind of more cordially tell people why they're wrong now I, I just don't have the patience anymore and I'll, you know, occasionally mock people and stuff. I mean, if they really deserve it, you know, if they're really rude about it, I'll sort of match their energy. Um, and you know, I don't, I didn't really want to be that guy, but it's just, I'm in this world every day, every single day, hundreds of people commenting all of this crap every single day. And like, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot <laughs> to deal with mentally. You know? Do you have any friends that have gone into like social work at any point? Uh, no, not that I can think of. Bless their hearts because typically they have to develop this callus and, or they move on at some point because the flow Mm -hmm. never ceases. You have one happy ending to a story and 10 more brutally difficult scenarios come through Mm -hmm. the front door every day. And so you, you can't help but get like your, your humongous heart that you walk in with has to put a lot of armor around it. And then you do like inevitably probably get a little cynical toward just, I mean, everyone's probably had a thing where you're like, we got to do something about this homeless population. And then you see a homeless person just openly peeing on the sidewalk or throwing shit out into traffic. And you're like, trying to help you. It's frustrating. And I would pee on the sidewalk. Who cares? (laughs) It's not a problem for me. (laughs) But you just, if you're just around humanity, you're likely going to see too much of it. There's just no way to see a lot of it and feel great about it all the time. And for you, mm-hmm. like if you venture into this debunking this, you might get thrown into an algorithm where like, here are more you know, Bigfoot videos or whatever, but you have to go seek out UFOs or uh, tales from beyond or whatever the thing you want to debunk is. And you find that like, there's probably endless channels. So not only would you get tapped into an algorithm it would be for this channel. You have to seek it out beyond that. And then if you're if you're kind of swimming in 10, 20, 50 different ones, that would be just mm-hmm. so overwhelming to realize like it never ends. People are selling bullshit in every corner yeah. you can find. No, it it does it certainly never ends and, and yeah, I'm quite aware of it, it you know as you say because I I do since I cover so many subjects on the channel, I also cover so many flavors of pseudoscience. 
uh, from many different, uh, you know, fields and, and everything, uh, so many different flavors. So, like there are people who devote their entire channel towards, um, you know, uh, uh, critiquing apologists, at, you know, like Christian, like the young earth creationism and, and all that stuff. And that's all they do. Mm-hmm. So they just go after these specific people. So I do a little bit of that, but then I do this one over here and then this thing and then this thing. And it, it gets very overwhelming. Um, I definitely have my work cut out for me, but you know, I'd like to, I'd like to become somewhat of a public figure in this regard and be kind of the guy I, you know, like, like a John Stewart type figure, you know, where eventually I could have some kind of programming where it's like, all right, this is the show. Like, uh, okay, I, I run this show. You liar over there. Come on the show. Get, you know, you're lying about vaccines or whatever. I've got some doctors and some scientists and stuff. We're all going to have a panel. We're all going to talk about how you're a liar. Oh, you don't want to come on the show? Is it because you're a liar? <laughs> you know, and just like really have this sort of this space where we just look, let's put everything on trial, you know, and, and let everyone watch. And, and you know, because I, you know, a guy like Jon Stewart, I, you know, I don't know much about politics and I would be getting my politics from from him, essentially, <laughs> in the Daily yeah, Show. Yeah, but that, that and I mean, I think there have probably been some theses, theses written on that, that that was a that was not a great thing. And even Jon Stewart was like, yeah. oh, I, don't, I, I don't know if that's the best that pe- we're a we're a satire spot and yet everyone's getting it because you could see the you could see the bullshit but you couldn't necessarily see the full clip all the time and then all those shows have become that now like they'll just Mm -hmm. openly mock cnn on the fox news late night versions all those like the the three-headed uh crew to be expected but they stole uh, it they just went like oh we're getting our ass kicked by this guy who's constantly like showing clips of us and mocking us they just do they just influenced all of journalism it's and true. media in that way but i mean uh, i i think that it was better for me than simply not participating whatsoever you know what i mean i it's not like i was gonna oh i missed the daily show so i'll read a newspaper i wasn't gonna do that <laughs> so <laughs> it was just my way of re- having any semblance of a clue of, uh, of as to what was going on you know yeah i um, wish we would try a year because i go the other direction i want to be out in my garden and i root for your show but I'll be just hoeing weeds and then I'll lift up. Maybe I have earbuds in or something or I have ear cans on. So I don't even hear airplanes. I've got noise canceling on. I'm just living. And then someone comes over tapping me on the shoulder and they're like, Hey, they got a scientist to admit that they'd been lying for years. And I go, Oh, cool. And then back to hoeing my weeds. But otherwise Mm -hmm. people are like, so-and-so destroys so-and-so in debate. So-and-so owns so-and-so. And And they're always like, someone's always winning in this constant, like fight, 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 fight. At the end of The Daily Show, you thought, man, this whole generation of kids is so much more enlivened about politics and enlightened about like the nuance and the bullshit and the corporate greed and the lying and the misappropriation of funds, etc. And then Trump shows up. So it wasn't like this generation of Americans was was mm-hmm. anything more uh, advanced or savvy than ever before. If anything, it had n- – it it had negative consequences. So what if we tried a year of just silence, just everyone (laughs) shut up. But the thing is that those, those people did become invigorated and did get more involved with the process through all of these channels. It's just that Trump did the same thing for a whole different demographic of people. Yeah. Trump did Trump invigorated the people like you're talking about with in, in the, in the field doing, doing their farming and not giving a shit about anything. Mm -hmm. Trump was the first one to reach that person and get them, you know what, I'm going to vote for this guy. You know what I mean? Like, so it's two different, it, it, it really, I mean, the Trump presidency, more than anything else, really highlighted the stark division in America. Mm-hmm. And really, right down the middle, there's this group and there's this group. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we can talk for 10 hours and I'm probably not the right guy to elucidate <laughs> all of these things. I'm not so politically involved, but, you know, I have my opinions, of course. But it just, that's to me is the Trump presidency is just like... All the nuance aside, just here's this group, here's this group. Yeah. We can see everything. I you know? Maybe this is a little off topic, but like a friend of mine and I were um, watching sports with uh, an in-law and he was like, man, you guys know a lot of stuff. And it was kind of like, well, it's so accessible these days. You know, in the old days, maybe like an undrafted person or the seventh round draft pick, no one knew or cared about because it was like the very back of the sports page. And 
you could get very little insight. Now you can have like full profiles on that person, their life. You kind of root for them. You're more invested because mm-hmm. you know a little more because information is so much more accessible. When we are at mm-hmm. like in a line somewhere and you look and the line is six feet apart, everyone's doing their own thing, and every person is just staring at their hand, scrolling along. And you can be like, mm-hmm. oh, humanity, this is what we've become. Or the positive side is like, everyone there might be reading something that is nourishing their mind in the smallest way. Just some new yeah. thing they know about. And whereas the things people... Unlikely but possible. <laughs> I know. This is me being like the most optimistic. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're 10%. not reading just a bunch of gossip yeah. or bullshit. Yeah. You'd go into a parts store or a hardware store or something like that. And I just remember this from northern kind of ruralish uh, Nevada. You'd go in there and there'd be like... A, maybe a calendar or a few posters of women in bikinis or something like that. Some flags, mm-hmm. maybe some plates or signs that say dumb things like, you know, your your mother doesn't work here. Clean up. Or we have the right to refuse service to assholes or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, those people were enlivened it, back then. The thing they knew was, and maybe took a lot of pride in is like, I don't have it written down. I got all the codes to all the parts up here in my head. I, that's my gift. I know that shit. And I can go outside and put it into any car you bring in here. There was like a, a confidence that didn't need an attachment to something else, to a movement, to any sort of group. It was just Mm -hmm. me and my space here, my domain. And like you said, like enlivening that group in the same way that you're trying to enliven a different group by saying, hey, you might really like learning about science. You don't think you do, but you might. And people now standing in line, scrolling along go, hmm, Professor Dave explains. And they get real into it because they love being in public now and going, oh, are you guys talking about how soap works? It's interesting. So the way the bubbles, and now all of a sudden they've got mm-hmm. an interesting thing. Yeah. Those people in the part store, exactly like you're saying, my theory is they just loved in the same way that like sports or whatever, you could know a little more, be attached a little bit more. They suddenly had flags and they're driving their pickup truck down the road. You couldn't walk into that store anymore without seeing all that shit everywhere. Like, what happened to the girls? What happened to the bikinis? Like, no, no, I'm way more into this movement. This is a thing I'm attached to now. Yeah, because he tricked them into thinking that he spoke for them or was representing them, Mm -hmm. which, of course, he was not. He's a billionaire. (laughs) Like, how a billionaire got poor people to think that he was their guy I, it's just astounding. I mean, uh, you, you can't write this stuff. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> if you I'm – so I, a thing I've jokingly sort of posited but also think is not a bad idea. Like we get mad at the low end of socialism for helping people that don't work. We don't really get so mad at the high end, people that don't work but have a ton of money. And I feel like you should mm-hmm. have to put a plan in place every year as to how you're going to allocate those funds or make that money work so you can't just be laying around on yachts. You can have a billion and lay on the yachts for your whole life. You can't have 20 billion. It's unfair. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. We hate it. And so like there's this one guy yeah, who <laughs> you saw the guy though that's going to try to make that town in the desert that's fully sustainable and mm-hmm. it's like this utopia. Great. Try it out. If you fail, at least you're doing something. At least you're trying. Yeah. I feel like as Professor Dave grows in numbers and subscribers go up, Pablo Escobar built villages and contributed a ton of his initial money to these small towns where he was from and tried to help the impoverished. Mm-hmm. By the mm-hmm. end, he's just bombing entire city blocks and killing poor people everywhere. Yeah. So you can get a little dangerous if you get too wealthy or too cynical or too challenged or just too caught up in it. So what would your long-term plan be when the bank account hits a third comma, if you will? what How are you going to like mm-hmm. replenish community resources and or put that to use where you feel like, hey, you can still trust me. I'm not some grifter billionaire that's going <laughs> to be trying to start a movement and bullshit you. I'm I'm still selling science, but my, yeah. my bank account's irrelevant. So this is the difference here for me is that I'm an artist first and foremost and have never honestly wanted to be anything but an artist. Uh, this was just sort of my plan to uh, be financially stable enough to not have to work and be able to fund art. So uh, I'm sort of in the process of planning my return to music and all that stuff. Um, you know, the channel will be self-sufficient now. You know, I've already begun hiring people to do some things and I'll continue to do that until I'm basically hands off except for narrating, you know, um, and I'm just going to make music and films and things like that. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like I'll be totally, you know, I do want to, um, I do want to 
you know, continue with SciComm and be a public figure and travel and speak and, and do those kinds of things. So I don't know as to how people will continue to trust me as I become wealthier. I'll just, I'll, I'll just keep it real. <laughs> I don't know, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep calling bullshit where I see bullshit. And, um, you know, I guess, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I want to kind of be, like the Bill Burr of Psycom, you know what I mean? <laughs> like a little bit, like sometimes I just, I just listen to him talk and he's just so does not give a shit. <laughs> and I just kind of like, I, I can never decide, like, do I want to like embrace this thing that I might be becoming and be that way and just tell people off and tell it like it is? Or do I want to retain some kind of what I perceive as an air of professionalism or something like that? You know, what, you know, I, 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 how are people responding to that? Should I care how people are, are responding yeah. to it at all? You know, uh, it's a lot to think about and I'll continue to think about it as I, <laughs> as time goes on. But, you know, for the time being, I'm trying to just like, all right, the channel's doing really well. It's only going to continue to do better. So I'm going to get what I wanted. I'm going to get that goal of being self-sufficient and being able to finance my artistic projects. But that does also leave me with this position as a psychomer. What do I want to do with that? <laughs> uh, and I'll just, I don't know, ask me again in a couple of years to tell you where I went with it. Well, flashing yeah. back to two or three years ago, one of the earlier times you were on the show, I remember you going like, ah, I don't know, like you explained what you wanted to do and said, but right now I'm only getting, I think it was maybe 50 new subscribers a day. And you're like, it's not enough. Like it's, this isn't going to like make it, I need to be, mm -hmm. you had a good idea in mind that it needed to be growing at this rate and it was a little below that. And so it's really cool to hear mm -hmm. that like it kicked up, like it, it surpassed oh, it what you thought, which is really great. Yeah. Cause I love when people get in these positions of like, all right, the thing I wanted to have happen has happened in a way that maybe even surpasses what I expected. And now how do I manage that? Because right. going back to that inflection point, it was almost like, ah, maybe I should, not that you should pull the cord, but like, if this doesn't take, I'm not sure what like the next step should be. Yeah. I mean, for me though, the, the only thing was just, I had nothing else. You know, I just, you know, when I started the channel in 2015, I was still in the lonely wild and I was just doing it to, to try to get some passive income to pay my rent while I was on tour. Mm -hmm. And then when, when the lonely wild kind of fell apart, it was like, this is all I have. I have nothing else. Music's not, the universe slam that door shut in my face. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this now, you know, and, and, uh, I, I believed in it. I believed in it as a five-year plan and lo and behold, it took about exactly five years, you know, 26 or you know, mid 2016 flash forward five years. I'm fi finally just now at a point where I'm beginning to restructure my entire life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, because I understand there's this amount of money coming in. I can project what that's going to be over the next few years. How am I going to allocate this, right? How can I make the lives, uh, uh, our lives easier for myself, my wife, uh, provide for my kid, and, but also start to just like, okay, I have that thing back when I was in college, what I had when I was in college where money, I, I don't have any money, so I can't buy things, but I don't need to make money. I just live here on campus and I go to class and I learn things. And then I go play in my band and I go to the African drum ensemble and I learn Ghanaian percussion. Then I go over here and I have my lesson in this and I'm just absorbing like a sponge. And then I couldn't do that for 17 years because I had to make money. <laughs> and now I don't have to anymore. And I'm finally like, I had, I got like, I'm doing tabla lessons again and I'm going to get a vocal coach and I'm, uh, I've been doing martial arts and I've been, you know, doing all of these things that I, like, I, that's all I want to do. That's all I ever wanted my life to be was to just do get to do all these things and not have to worry about money mm -hmm. as a concept, you know? <laughs> so it's fun now to, I'm very slowly, obviously I can't turn on a dime, but I'm starting to like, okay, I can, I don't have to work 14 hour days anymore. I can work for seven hours, you know, or, 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 or if I don't want to work for a day, I don't have to, I can do other things and, and I can start to like pepper my schedule with all the things I want to do. And then in, in between those, I'll get my work done. It doesn't have to be work first and then whatever else fits in. It's what I want to do. And then the work that fits in around that, you know, yeah. so I still work a lot. I'm still a workaholic, but I can just, I'm more balanced now with it. You know, I like it, man. I like that a lot of times when people are met with 
a term that you just like like fluttered in there briefly was that was slammed shut. A lot of times things get slammed shut for people and, and it's a really panic inducing and or like paralyzing feeling to then transition to something that you like doing that you believe in that so far has or is paying dividends. That's the best, you know, that, that is people go, Oh, this was working out. And then it didn't. And then I've been a short order line cook for a long time. I don't love it, but it gets me by, but Mm -hmm. maybe now with the world having so many different possibilities for something like a YouTube channel or whatever, you can find a way to like, I'm passionate about this. I think I can apply what I'm good at to it. It's, it's, it's uplifting, David. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> I do try to encourage all of my friends. You know, I, I definitely have a lot of friends that are also kind of very artistic and just like don't really fit. Like I'm pretty much unemployable. And, you know, I, I don't think that that's like not like you don't have to feel that that's a bad thing if you're somebody who who is passionate and knows how to work hard and things like that. I, I am very hardworking, just not for other people. And I don't like jobs and I don't want to like these kind of other careers that a lot of people have. And um, I try to explain to people how like, you know what, you can figure something out if you really, you know, try to figure out what you're really good at and, and, and look at the landscape and try to fit in somewhere, be patient. It could take a long time, but you know, it's been, it's been five years of working like an insane person. And now I'm like, it's just, it changed my entire life. (laughs) I don't have to do, I don't have to think about work or, you know. It's so uh, funny. So many times I've seen people, they're, you know, starting a podcast network or something like, I've had artist friends that are just doing art, you know, like I got my hands cramping up. I'm drawing so much and this, I got to get this poster out for this band. And then I, right away, I have to start on the new art for this one. And I have the show next Mm -hmm. week and. I'm always like, this is the montage sequence. This is where years later, every successful person has a period where they're like, yeah, it was just kind of crazy. We had boxes in our apartment where we couldn't even eat because we were moving. And then it started to loosen up. And I just love if you're like, if you can get in that and not be overwhelmed by it and enjoy it, it almost always ends up being what you just said like oh things have more come. often than not probably i mean are you gonna get this like super perfect your dream go I, I mean maybe not but you're like you you can it's you can find a way to sustain yourself on something where you're not working for somebody else you can figure out your own thing mm-hmm. you know um and uh yeah i try to impart that on other people, yeah. <laughs> that's great man that's awesome it's really good to hear and uh it's good to catch up and then we didn't yeah. really fully get to the book. What's the book called and what's it about? So it's called Is This Wi-Fi Organic? A Guide to Spotting Misleading Science Online. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so kind of a combination of uh, the two things I do in my channel. So uh, it's uh, split into four sections, chemistry, biochemistry, biology, and physics. And uh, it starts with just your absolute basic, you have to know this about this topic. So the whole book starts with like, this is what an atom is. This is what molecules are. Here's some things about molecules that you have to know. Um, and then it applies that to misinformation, popular narratives, things on, you know, hoaxes and things. And like, look, this is a lie. Here's how I know it's a lie because it is incompatible with this very basic information about molecules that I know to be true. Um, and so it's just sort of a, a little bit of, you know, as it says, it's a guide to just, here's some things that you know now, here's how you can spot certain lies. Obviously you can't get everything. Some of it's very, very subtle and nuanced and, and you have to, you know, it's, it, there, there's some misinformation out there that I am like, okay, hang on. I gotta, I gotta read some stuff. I gotta figure this out, you know, but, but you can cut it in three quarters or you can you can like get rid of like 75 percent of the misinformation out there with like a high school level understanding of these subjects so uh that's the book (laughs) (laughs) sounds great yeah it sounds excellent and it's in good hands having been created by you if you haven't checked out professor dave explains it's great and are you still like when you say get back to music are you still doing simulated sons or you have 50 other projects as well yeah, no, it's simulated sun. And I just, I, I, COVID was obviously a huge setback. Uh, I put out an EP in 2019 uh, and then it was just COVID time. And so I'm, I'm like looking for the right personnel. I've been kind of like auditioning people and uh, getting the lineup. And then 
yeah, as I can pull back from the channel, I'll be writing more music and just getting that that whole thing going. Cool, man. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the, I think the show I went to was right before the shutdown. It was great. It was really fun and I like it. Fits you. It fits your style. You know, like it's just eclectic <laughs> and techy. Yeah. But also, like you, you're a musician and a, a trained mm-hmm. one, so it wasn't just like a drum circle where everyone chipping in. It felt very purposefully right. done in a fun, funky, artsy way. It was great. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I hope for a lot more of that. Yeah. Nice. Well, Dave Farina, absolute pleasure catching up i'm trying to transition into more of like an am radio host absolute pleasure two shows tomorrow night at the <laughs> yeah check out dave at the chuckle factory <laughs> <laughs> those morning guys would never come to the show funny stuff we saw last night is great uh get out there folks we can call it now we'll give you two tickets to the club and uh it's uh tonight at seven what's the next one dave Nine thirty. great then we take off our headsets lenny and in the boosh <laughs> <laughs> oh it's always a regular name and a not a name 100 percent of the time yeah yeah and then you take off your headphones after and like hey thanks guys thanks for having me sure you want to come to the show tonight no no we get up at 5 a.m but uh have fun (laughs) never they never come anyway dave farina (laughs) this was great dude i'm gonna get a photograph of you and uh we'll call it a day enjoy the rest of your day hopefully getting back to doing more space cave things so we'll chat with you um in the future hopefully sooner than later absolutely keep us posted when yeah, this is three. This is have, three. Do you have many part threes? Is this common? <sighs> I have to look. Maybe someone that's that's a super fan can can do some digging and, and let cool. me know. <laughs> but you might be in the lead as far as uh, return right. guests, which is great. All right. I'll Thanks, hang on buddy. to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you are a super fan, maybe you can look up and find how many appearances that is. I think it is number three. Might even be four. I don't know, but always like having Dave on. And at the beginning, you heard us chatting. I just kind of hit record as we were talking about uh, the various things that are challenging from the pandemic with uh, different setups. Every different podcast you would do would have a different um, setup, and then sometimes you'd, you'd plug the same cord in that had been working prior, and it wouldn't work this other time, and you don't know why tried to avoid too much of that conversation and just the general things you've heard a million times throughout the pandemic about uh, arguments about, you know, why it's a good idea to do that. At this point, we're probably not going to change anyone's mind about anything. So let's try to talk about new and interesting stuff and get our minds off of the frustrations that have plagued us for the last 18 or so months. I hope you're healthy and happy, staying safe. Uh, I've missed doing this, and hopefully this will get back to some sort of rhythm if this was a thing you had in your life when you went on hikes or drives or maybe on your way to work. I don't know. Whenever it maybe was a part of your life, hopefully we can get back to that, meaning that life has perhaps gotten somewhat back on track. We'll see. But I'll do my best. And again, you can support the show on Patreon and... um, that's at uh, patreon.com slash, I think just David Huntsberger. But there's a link at the Space Cave as well as davidhuntsberger.com, which is all new and revamped. And my show, Big Nothingness, is available on YouTube. Uh, it's also on Patreon. And a little insider info, I don't really love having it on YouTube because there are ads and things. And uh, so I guess if it takes off and gets a bunch of views, I won't be able to have much say in that, but if it doesn't, I'm going to take it down from there, and it'll only be available on Vimeo. So we'll see. But I hope you like it. It took me forever to make, and it's a large reason why this show wasn't on track and going up every week during the pandemic, is that we had a baby, and then every time I had a bit of free time, I would work on Big Nothingness. And if you see it, hopefully you'll understand why it took so long. There's just a lot of Little editing things and uh, minutiae as far as the post-production side that went into it, which I think make it fairly unique. I'm proud of it, and um, I hope you like it as well. And if not, look, it's subjective. I did my best. A lot of other stuff for you to see out there. Okay, um, let's get out of here with... I'll play a song that um, I listened to... This was, This was a lot during late nights listening to this album is the is are by dive an la band i think they were formerly a new york band 
And uh, this song is called Dopamine. I heard this album a lot while I was um, editing late into the night, doing rotoscoping and things like that. And hope you like this song as well. Let's get back on track. Welcome back to the Space Cave. Stay safe. Have a good rest of your day, week, month, and year. Okay, see ya. <laughs> 